0: hey guys what's happening justin geike with chase outdoors the podcast coming at you for another week i thank you as always so much guys for joining me uh, as we go into this awesome world of hunting and fishing and discussing (laughs) topics and tactics and products and all these things that hopefully make your time in the woods and on the water more successful and i'm really excited today to uh bring some very special guests uh to the podcast um so you know, for us in the Wisconsin area, so often uh, the pros that we know, the traditional guys, Bill Jordan's and the, and the Michael Waddell's and stuff like that, so tied uh, to the whitetail world. But we find our industry changing and in, in hunters in Wisconsin being so much more focused on the gear that's used in other places like the West. And for me, uh, a big part of that, and my belief is why the Western world's playing such a role in coming into the Wisconsin market is because it's so much more pivotal in success. You know, the quality of the gear that you use when you're at 11,000 feet in rocky terrain, uh, chasing a really wily beast is so much more vital and important than quite honestly walking to the back of the 40 sitting in a tree stand for 4 hours and shooting something at 20 yards. So if for those of us who love bow hunting and love white-tailed deer hunting if we're really trying to maximize our success and the quality of our gear and our opportunities to be successful, I think a lot of the inspiration comes from out the west. And obviously too, anytime we go to the west or talk to outfitters, we know that Wisconsin travels very very well. We've killed all the perch in the state. We went white Minnesota We got North Dakota <laughs> about halfway through and now we're actually traveling to Idaho cuz they've got 16-inchers out there. So Uh, it's so there's a ton of influence obviously to our store and I think progressively in the Midwest uh, coming from Western hunters and I've got a couple of people with me who are a huge important part of that uh, very that very topic if it's talking about out of state guys heading to the west and i'm with jared and ruthie lyle guys thank you so much for joining me taking this time we're in reno nevada right now at the uh, national archery buyers association show where i as a dealer i'm going and looking at new product and i'm really excited to talk about the product uh, that we're specifically going to be touching on today but before we get rolling to that i just want to say thank you for taking this time with me guys and uh, i would love to start off with just give our listeners, maybe the people from Wisconsin who are maybe not as familiar with what I'll call the stars or celebrities or the, (laughs) okay, or let's, let's say influencers. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay, Is that fair? We'll say
0: generally, let's say influencers definitely in, in the hunting, uh, industry right now. And you guys certainly belong, uh, in, in that conversation as well. So if you'd be so kind, uh, introduce yourselves and you tell us a little bit about your background. Obviously, I think there's some really exciting stuff there.
1: Ruthie, you have to go first.
2: (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, I grew up in a hunting family, and then I married a hunter who then took hunting to a whole nother level. Um, my family hunted for meat, and uh, Jared hunted because he loves the sport. And um, so then we found ourselves. Uh, and the
1: meat.
2: And the meat, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we found ourselves in the archery industry for many, many years, working with Trophy Taker, and then. Um, When Trophy Taker sold, Jared went to work for Hunt and Fool and I stayed on with Option Archery and now I work for Hunt and Fool. And and then we started a side business four years ago, Zenit Ground Blinds, which is our side passion and that's what we're here doing today.
0: That's awesome. Being part of a company like Trophy Taker, especially at a time when it really revolutionized a lot of the archery industry with, you know, with uh, that company, I mean, gosh just go back to the old nap you know dual prongs and you know and then we got into the whisker biscuits but i mean trophy taker changed the game you know big way
1: yeah it really did and we i neither ruthie or i can take credit for that you know Mm -hmm. dan evans was a long-term friend of mine i've known him since first grade we've been friends for 40 years and uh, he innovated into that space and invited us to be a part of that um and it was an awesome experience honestly um, working in the outdoor space is a privilege and a blessing more than uh more than being an influencer or a superstar or anything like that it's more like typically speaking you get an opportunity at the right time in the right place and i feel very blessed that we've been in the outdoor space now for almost 20 years in some capacity and we work with the best people on planet earth as a Mm -hmm. result of that and so i'm honored to be a part of it
0: yeah everything i know about dan is just top notch, yeah. awesome, awesome guy. I've enjoyed talking to him at the pat you know in the past at these shows. We've done product demo or demos and put them on YouTube and stuff and I've always liked him a lot. Hunt and fool is a pretty big topic right now. <laughs> you know, it's uh it's a huge part of the industry now. Yeah. Talk to me about, you know, for those people that maybe don't know what Hunt and Fool is or you know, or uh, are intimidated by maybe using technology or even
1: going out west what hunting fool is and what kind of impact it can have on them? Yeah, I mean honestly We try to vet this out all the time internally because we're a super busy business. We've got a bunch of employees um, we're 25 full-time employees um, that try to produce opportunities and create opportunities for people to go on Exploratory hunts and have a great time and make memories So, you know, we work with outfitters, we work with do-it-yourself people, we publish a publication that helps people navigate 20 different states' draw systems. And in that process, we really ask ourselves the question, what are we trying to do? And the bottom line is we're trying to get more people on more hunts with better information. Because mm-hmm. we really do believe that better information leads to better outcomes in the field. And that doesn't mean, I mean we were talking before this started, mm-hmm. that it doesn't mean you have to have a dead animal to have a great experience oh, there's no question. on a hunt, right? Yep. But having the right gear, having the right um, the right information, the right technology to support your hunt, um, those do create better hunt opportunities because there's less of that sort of I don't know what I'm doing right now and you know frustration and those sort of things that can kind of compromise a hunt and so Hunt and Pool is all about taking those things out as much as possible so our members can call us they can email us they can reach out um, an unlimited number of times and ask nine full-time hunt consultants for information and help on everything from I want to fill my freezer with a, I want to harvest a cow elk um, and have organic meat to i want to try to chase a 350 bull at some point in time in my life and Mm -hmm. that's what we're all about is helping people you know kind of figure out all of those
0: that's awesome there's such an intimidation factor i see with customers a lot of times people have hunted in wisconsin and hunt hard for decades and decades and you bring up to yeah have you ever been out west or you got any trips planned i'll be like no and you can almost see that like hesitation or like oh i'd love to but i can't do i can't do that and and for me i'm not a. I don't like walls <laughs> at all. <laughs> and, and I have uh, I have ventured out on a lot of wild goose chases in my life. Yeah. You know, a couple cans of Dettol, more, a ju- couple jugs of water, and a map, <laughs> yeah. and and taken off. So it's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around. So I'm always trying to encourage people. But the hardest part's making the decision to do it. And I think once you do that, I mean, luck is what you make it. Yep. You know, people who prepare themselves and equip themselves with the right gear and with the right, they're generally quote unquote, luckier uh, yeah. than than other people. So, I mean, what an awesome opportunity to have a company like that, that really helps take a lot of the teeth out of what is really intimidating for a lot of those people. So primarily function through the website, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, our website, we've significantly invested in the last few years, but we have a free app on Google Play and on the iOS store. So mm-hmm. you can download the Hunt and Fool app. It's a big, pretty HF. Um, you can download that. That's free. It'll help you track everything from every draw deadline. We'll send you reminders. You can subscribe to what you want to subscribe to. We're not mm-hmm. going to spam the crud out of anybody. We really want to have people have more information. We have a podcast, the Built to Hunt podcast. That's free as well on all kinds of venues where we, talk, we cover these kind of topics. But um, from a membership point of view, you get unlimited access to all the website tools that we have our e-magazine, our draw odds that we that are second to none in terms of calculating what your actual draw odds are um, and then finally you get the magazine and then um, no, not through the website, you can call us like yeah. literally pick up the phone call the phone, somebody like Ruthie We'll pick up the phone. Walk us through that a little bit, Ruthie. Tell us how that works.
2: Well, I, I did want to touch on too that we ha- are the longest-standing company, uh, like ourselves in the business. We've been around 25 years, and I feel like we've kind of been the best-kept secret. So we're just starting to. I like to say we're up and coming because we have so many awesome new things that we're introducing to our members. Oh yeah, so no it's, doubt. It's definitely we're um, we're just getting better and better, and we want to help like you're saying it's an intimidating process. We want to help navigate through that, and that's what we do. So you can call up and you'll you might get me. I'll answer super friendly. Nice. <laughs> and and what I do is I kind of will ask you questions as to so I can direct you to the right a hunt advisor to answer your questions. Whether that's if you're wanting an, you know, a reputable outfitter, I'll send you to our outfitter um, specialist. If you're wanting, if you're interested in landowner tags, we have a landowner specialist. If you're interested in a DIY in Idaho and you don't even know where to start, I'll send you to one of our guys that can help you answer that. So we kind of vet what the members are looking for and then we pair you with the right advisor so usually they'll give you a call back because then they can Mm -hmm. do some little research about what you asked and um you know what kind of membership can you do that can you call in and be like and there's no dumb questions i tell that to members all the time um whether it's a gear question or whether it's i have new members all the time from california surfer guys that have never hunted they want organic meat they want to learn to themselves and they're like i don't even know where to start i'm like well this is the best place we can help you (laughs) Yep.
0: That's one of the so. coolest things I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> you know a little that's bit of everything. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's so cool to see. We're seeing that too in like cities like New York. Right. You know where all these people are starting to like covet, you know, quality meat, and they're concerned about their health. And I mean, look at the paradigm shift in hunting in general—is how we were thought of as a bunch of beer drinking big right. eating slobs and you know I can't sleep because of the time change
1: right.
0: you know at this show, so I'm down at the gym at like four o'clock in the morning and think I'm gonna have it all myself. <laughs> and it's just jam-packed with guys who spend a lot of time at twelve thousand feet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was just waiting for somebody to ask me what kind of tree stand I sit in, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> That guy's fat, he's gotta be from Wisconsin, you know. But it's uh yeah, it's it's uh it's awesome. I mean the industry's changing and this what an awesome opportunity for people who want to increase their learning curve and be yeah. put on the right track. So that's really cool you know the next thing i want to talk about is like here at the show the one thing after having done this for a long time that you see is the best products always 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 don't come from engineers first they come from hunters first people who are out in the field that come up with ideas that that want the best from their product they want the best for their success they're trying to say how can i do something better and and that goes to the fishing industry it goes to archery industry goes to the gun industry there's just this constant desire to be the most successful ethical hunters we can and our gear plays such a valuable part of that and what we see a lot of times is that innovation come from those individual hunters and then they get big and then they get bought out which is really great for them and then the innovation stops right. because the people who are manufacturing or engineering aren't the guys who are completely dedicated to the use of the product right it's a job rather than a lifestyle or a passion and that's why i love coming to these shows i love archery just in general our shop is a family-owned small business yep. and the best products that we buy from our store or for our store come from the very same type of people yeah you know and and i love that and that's a cool thing about these relationships you walk around the show you see guys high five and hugging they haven't seen yeah. each other for a year 10 years yeah. there's so much friendship i sat down unknowingly last night to the vp of PSE, and um you know and a guy who was a like 10 time indoor archery champ which right. that's not my circle target's not a thing
2: right. thing
0: for me uh but couldn't have been nicer. Yep. I'm pretty sure I'm coming to Christmas in, te- <laughs> in Texas this year because we had so much fun, yeah, but that's really humble. cool. It is. It's a, it's an awesome group. And uh, it was funny. I was even talking to the security guard out front this morning, and just after talking to him for 10 minutes, he's like, man, I can't get enough of how nice y'all are. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah. that's a great part of it. This it's is a the best great-
2: industry to work in. It's Hand- awesome. Hands down in all my years of customer service, uh, the most down-to-earth, humble kind kind people yeah. and and the relationships we've been out for about four years coming back in with the new product with the Zenic line And it's like, we've never left. Same thing, you see people, I'm like, everybody's changed a little bit. We're all a little bit older. Some are skinnier, some are fatter. But other than that, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's the same players and it's nice to see everybody and and they welcome you back and they all wanna hear about, you know, what's new.
1: You don't seem so nice on that customer service end now that you're throwing out the fatter one.
2: I wasn't looking at you.
1: That
0: that just leaves me at the table. (laughs) Phew, pew,
2: pew, shotgun here. I'm talking about myself, so there you go, if you must know. But But,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean,. I'm really excited about Zenek, and for anybody who follows our Facebook page or social media and stuff, has been seeing me talk about this a little bit with a ton of enthusiasm. You know, my sales rep, Matt Stavarius, came into the store, and uh, it's hard as a dealer in in December and January because you just get inundated with all this new product that looks just like everybody else's stuff on paper. But we started going through and looking at, like, the promo video. And, And all of a sudden, I'm looking at it and go, here is a genuine player, for an industry which all 50 states so many different species of game so many different scenarios and in the ground blind market there hasn't been anything for quite some time that's actually been there's been i don't want to call them gimmicks but there's been new features yep. there's been new you no know, new benefits there's been new styles and designs but for me it's about how durable is it and how functional is it okay. and Those this is the most up. durable Functional ground blind I've ever seen and I've been talking about it already. I'm super excited to get it in the store I'm happy to be you know at the front side ground level, you know with this company as far as a retailer goes and uh, I know without question Talking to you guys that it's a product that comes strictly from the development of desire and need. Yeah, so tell me about your guys' background story, how this got rolling, features and benefits, and why my customers and people all over the country need to take it into consideration.
1: Well, I'll step over the top of Ruthie on this one because the main reason I got started was getting the R2 little men out of her hair. So I started taking my boys hunting when they were barely, well, they weren't old enough to hunt on their own, Mm -hmm. Um, so they were just coming along with me so I could go hunting and get get the little guys out of mom's hair a little bit and give her a little break and when i did that i realized that ground blind hunting was something i would never done honestly mm-hmm. um i don't a, a you know double bull of course is one of the gold standards of the industry and i'd owned a double bull for years and never set it up literally had never set it up for probably three or four years finally set it up and obviously a phenomenal blind but there were some issues as my boys developed into hunters of their own with window placement and location mm-hmm. and other things like that that were frustrating to me um, and then my business partner uh, my initial business partner jake schneider mm-hmm. um, he too had a young daughter and as we started ground blind hunting together sharing our family experiences mm-hmm. inside of a blind we became increasingly frustrated with a lack of solutions and we and more importantly we saw quality being drummed out of the whole industry Um, and so we thought you know what Um, we had worked on a tree stand design that may yet come to fruition at some point in time but we all of a sudden realized you know what we need to fix ground blinds like let's let's dive in and so i we joke that he and i have more hours sitting in a ground blind not hunting than anyone on planet earth (laughs) um you know and i think that's what it takes you have to sit in there and just hours on in and going what if we did this what if it did that why don't you know why why is this here or whatever and so anyway long story short um won't bore your listeners to tears with this but we basically realized there was two major problems in ground blinds one was durability which you already spoke to and two was shootability um you couldn't get windows low enough on certain terrain especially if you're hunting turkeys my kids i watched one of my kids you know, shoot through the lower uh, window of ground blinds a couple different times trying mm-hmm. to kill turkeys. And we're like, why can't we get these windows low enough? And yep. so we said we're gonna make it the toughest blind on the market, and we're gonna make windows that actually make sense. You can put them where you want for the terrain, the hunter, and the species. And the
2: equipment, because archery equipment, is not yeah. always the main focus of a you know a ground blind mm-hmm. design. Right. So yeah, this yeah, one's designed by archers who have that in
1: mind because arguably archery equipment is the most frustrating to hunt with period i love it i mean that's all i've done for almost 20 years now yep but having said that it it has more unique needs than any other equipment so yeah so we set out to do that and We spent almost a year just getting the main, what we call the main window fabric and system designed itself. It's a three-way, or it's a four-way stretch, three-layer material. It's got a set-proof, waterproof membrane in the center. It won't let any light through, but you can adjust this thing to build any size, shape, and location. And they did so
2: much research on this stretch fabric that he went through all of my stretchy pants, yoga pants, That was on the tip of my tongue, and was like, I "What did. are these made of?" and he stretch them, and he yeah. like stick his face in. It. He's like, "He's like, can you see through it? Can you Good. see my face?" And so, Agnes, is, um,
0: Agnes and Dora is wondering why they can't get any material. Yeah, so
2: that was that That's was right. that was the beginning of yeah. the the R and D. Yeah, yeah. To speak. spent a lot of
1: time at Joanne's Fabric, something I never thought I would do in my <laughs> lifetime. But you know, you just you decide you want to build something better, and you owe it to yourself to do a good job. And so we spent a lot of time, it took us a year and a half before we finally launched our first product. Um, and it was great, we have a patented design on that four-way stretch window. But honestly, the back half of the blind, we kind of punted on. You know, you got to mm-hmm. a certain point where like, we gotta to go to market, we're better, we're tougher, we've got a better window system, but the back half we kind of did what everybody else does. And uh, then I'm grateful we brought a third partner in who said, that's not good enough, Let's figure out how to make the back half better. And so yep. we we combined uh, a vertical adjustment system. Again, we're all about uh, putting the window where you want it, but not at the expense of totally exposing yourself into right. the blind. Yep. So we introduced these vertical stealth windows on the back half of the blind that have one way vision between them. So you can see, you can pre anticipate when something's gonna show up in those windows. Because mm-hmm. when you're hunting out of a narrow window, you can feel claustrophobic. Yep. So you want a little visibility, but you don't, we don't, we don't want too much wind getting in there for scent control or or even temperature control. So we put strategically located the panels right where we needed them, where you can see out but you can't see in. And then the vertical windows have adjustment panels that can go way down low if you're on the wrong terrain or and you or the or you're hunting a turkey or something like that and they can go way high, but you're not just totally exposed when you open them up. And
0: that's what I like about it. Like I have basically one ground line spot on my property and it's on a long skinny food plot and i can literally pull the stakes and rotate the thing 180 degrees based off of what season or what weapon i'm using Mm, right you know that's that's really a cool thing because i like to leave i put mine up in the spring i leave it there for the entirety of the turkey season i bring it back i put it back out and you know late august to get the deer acclimated to it being in there and stuff like that um you know i think that's a huge thing i mean pressured whitetails will come out and take one look at a ground blind and go, there's a ground blind, I don't Turn like it. Out. Yeah, so I mean, it's really neat to have that functionality of being able to just literally lift the thing up and rotate it yeah. and change and prepare for whether it's archery season. My grandpa hunts out of that with a crossbow. My yeah. my son now has shot two deer out of it with a rifle at seven years old, and that's going oh, wow. back to the low that's window cool. thing. Yep. You know, he's sitting in a chair. I see a deer step out on a food plot. I'm like, there's a deer. He has no idea. He's staring inside of a black box the entire time because of the window height. Which means right. if he ever takes up, you know, ice fishing spearing sturgeon, he's, like, ready. Because he's yeah. sitting sit in a black box for two just weeks wait. staring at a toilet a seat hole. in the water and, <laughs> oh, there's one. But, uh, you know, to get them excited and keep their eyes busy moving,
1: right?
0: you know, to see things and whether it's birds or whatever, so they're enjoying nature just as much as you are, Yep. can't do it in the blind that we've been hunting out of. So right. the idea of that rotating and that adjustments really well, we really awesome know
2: that all those window systems are silent when adjusting them yeah so it's, it's not velcro it's not zippers they're hooks yeah. and you can slide on what is that called the sliding thing
1: Uh oh
0: sli- sli- but- it's a sliding thing
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's a technical term I am yes. adding that the sliding thing that's completely silent but that is but that's super important for archery oh yeah is you know being able oh, yeah. to adjust those windows quietly, quietly. Yeah while you're getting in position drives so. me
0: nuts if you're on a food source where you're expecting deer to come out in low light situations you're quiet and do everything you can to be sent free and then it's time to go that deer might be four minutes away from being on that food plot but your hunting times up and then you have to roll up zippers yep. and make velcro a bunch of and make a bunch of noise getting out well no wonder they step out on the food plot and immediately look at it Yep. You know, just because you didn't scare them away off the food plot didn't mean you didn't scare them, you, you know, them back the in, presence. Yeah, 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 that's, uh, that's huge. Silent operation is absolutely pivotal, yeah. but, well,
1: and we uh, did the same thing with the shoot through screens for people who, you know, some people absolutely love them and insist on them. Other people hate them and tear them out and throw them away. We include them no matter what, but they're entirely Velcro and zipper free. So yeah. if you do get, cause in my experience, when you want the screen up, it's when the light starts getting better mm-hmm. and you like, want to get that screen up. And then in the evening you want to take it back down necessarily. Mm-hmm. And to do that, like be pulling on Velcro right as the deer are all out in the food plot in front of you is the worst possible solution. And so ours are all completely silent. You just unhook it and drop the screen and you're good to
0: go. Well, one one thing that the listeners are gonna see when they go and and look at the product too, is I think that the proprietary camo pattern is absolutely exceptional, breaks up the pattern. It's got a lot of the things that we like about other patterns and combines them together. The coloration is really versatile. So that's a home run, I think, absolutely. But uh, to the listeners, one thing that you're gonna see is if you're on our Facebook page, for Chase Outdoors, you'll see uh, the Zenic um, video. We've shared that, and I'll probably repost it after the podcast so you guys can see that. Also, too, if you hop onto YouTube, once we get this up, I'll have all the photos going along with the product so that you can see as we're talking the features that we are discussing uh, right now. And, of course, too, we're going to have it on our website, which is chase-outdoors.com, and we'll have them in the store, which it sounds like very very soon yeah within
1: two weeks yeah
0: and here's the cool thing that I appreciate so much is that you know before we got rolling or talking about doing the podcast and I just asked you you said you guys are pulling everyone out of the box and looking at it before you send your initial shipment nobody else is doing that
1: no (laughs) you know
0: in an industry and in a category where basically it's the race to the bottom of how much trash can we build for how cheap you guys are pulling out and expecting everyone I think that speaks volumes Um, so guys um, again I hope that you appreciate it uh, to um I've saw, I forgot how to pronounce it. Lyles. Yes. Lyles. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I keep thinking Lily for some reason. But Everyone thinks I've been that called year. that it's, a lot. I, he's he's a...
2: always been called Gerard Lily. <laughs> it's Gerard so. and It's
0: It's show season. Everyone's tired. Yeah. yeah you know, it. Everyone's been traveling. But, hey, guys, just as always, we appreciate you joining us on Chase Outdoors, the podcast. Make sure to visit the website, as we said, to see the product up and available as soon as we get it in. And also, uh, the video for this podcast, again, will be on YouTube.com. Also, on... On our uh, webpage, chase outdoors.com. As always, we wish you the best of luck on the woods and the waters, and God bless you guys. You have a great day. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks, yeah. Justin.